You're listening to the Practice Devo podcast, where we aim to connect a simple word to a simple practice. Well, today's word is perspective. This is a noun that means a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something. Perspective is a point of view. It is a, an opinion. It is a worldview or a frame of reference in which we use to make decisions in our life. And if you want to see this acted out, you can log on to any social media platform at any point for however long that you want, and you will find many opinions and many perspectives about how life should be lived or what you should think about a certain topic. And this isn't a bad thing. I love the fact that we can share ideas and that we can brainstorm together and that we can discuss things on the internet. But when it comes to living life as a disciple, we have to know that Jesus has the perspective that we're looking for. In fact, Paul would tell us many times that we are called to renew our minds and to think differently and to think in a way that he would lead us to think instead of my own natural self. For example, if I was to look at John 10.10, I would find out that Jesus came to give an abundant life which tells me that the life that I could produce by my own strength and through my own power in my natural self isn't as good as the life that Jesus has come to give me. And if I want that supernatural, powerful life that is different than the life that I can produce naturally, I need to go to Jesus. In the same way, you can think a certain way about certain topics and about uh, things and, and the way you want to live life, but Jesus has come and said, let me teach you a better way. In Psalm 119.18, David says, Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Or in other words, show me the better way to live. Show me your perspective of how I should live, that I would see it and grab hold of it and choose to live that way rather than the way that I would want to live. I also think about this Uh, Old Testament story, this man uh, named Elisha, who was a prophet from God. Uh, And what a prophet does is they would hear God speak to them and they would be the voice that would speak out to the people. And in 2 Kings 6, there's this man named Elisha. And Elisha was with the king of Israel and he would tell them the things that the king of Syria was up to. They were The king of Syria was trying to wage war against Israel, but every time it was like Israel was just one step ahead of them. And so this king of Syria is angered by this. He's troubled by this, and he's wondering if he has somebody who's like a traitor on his side that is telling things to, to um, the king of Israel. And so one of the men goes, no, no, actually it's this the prophet Elisha who's been telling the king of Israel the words that you speak behind closed doors. And so the king of Syria, this obviously angers him further, and he goes to find Elijah and to uh, take his life. And so we have the story that we enter into in, in 2 Kings 15, when the servant of Elisha, they are together, and I, I think they're just in this building, and this army of the Syrians are around this building. They wake up and they find out that they've been surrounded. And the servant of Elisha looks to Elisha and he says, what, what do we do? 
And Elisha says, do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened his eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. That is what we're after. That the Lord would open our eyes, that we'd have a different perspective to see how this life should be lived, which is not my own way, because I find myself being like that servant of Elisha, who is sometimes just overwhelmed or bombarded with all these other opinions that I just want the one truth. I just want the one thing and I can be so clouded that I kind of get bogged down and, and maybe retreat instead of going full force into this life that God wants us to live. And so how do we do that? We trust and know and ask God that he would give us his wisdom rather than our own. And his wisdom looks different than the world's wisdom, right? It says this in James 3:17, but the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And we say, God, we want to be ruled by that kind of wisdom. Would you continue to give us that wisdom? Because earlier on in James, he says, anyone who lacks wisdom, just ask God and ask with faith to know that God will give it. God will give you his perspective and all we have to do is ask. And so when the world seems like you're, you're getting bogged down and you get on social media and you realize that the, the, the world is trying to disciple you into what they believe, you can say, no, 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 no. God, I want to know what you have for me today. So today, take time to evaluate what your perspective is on whatever subject comes to mind. And then present that before the Lord and ask him for his wisdom and say, is, is this the right perspective? Because I'm making decisions of how to live my life based off this perspective. And if it's wrong and if it's not of you, then it will only lead me to a place that I don't want to be. And so you present that and you seek out the wisdom of God and you ask him to, to purify and to clarify the things and the ways in which you need to live. Let's pray together. Lord, when it is so easy to lean on my own understanding and my own perspective, Lord, we all ask you that you would replace what I have, what we have, for what you want to give us. May we live with a godly perspective in all that we have before us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Practice Devo podcast. We hope this helps in your spiritual growth and practice in becoming like Jesus.